My name is Rico, the Dungeon Master for Season 3, The Restoration of the Twelve Olympians. This season, we'll find our heroes traveling back to the lands of Eris and Enyo with Inharmonia as they adventure through and see what they have accomplished and completed by restoring the three fabled relics, the Sickle of Kronos, the Golden Apple of Discord, and the Robe and Necklace of Harmonia. We'll start with Deborah. I am Deborah, and I am playing a human rogue named Neith. Her name is Neith. And I'm Matt, playing a dragonborn monk named Ari Futan. And I'm Daphne, and I play Gilsira Venfire, who is a halfling druid. I'm Jenna. I am a cleric elf, and my name is Lix Balzator. And my name is Rico. I am the Dungeon Master for Season 3 of the campaign. So you guys have rested for the evening after the singles tournament. The next day has arisen. You guys wake up feeling refreshed. All four of you are free to move about the city as you are the first seed in the team's tournament. You have plenty of time to strategize amongst one another. You have plenty of time to go to the money changers to collect your winnings. You have plenty of time to prepare for who, whomever your opponents are going to be. As you are the first seed, you guys won't have to fight anybody until all of the lower seeds have completed. And once the lower seats have completed, you guys will for certain know who your teammate or who your opponents are going to be. So we can sit here and speculate all day long, or I can just fast forward and tell you guys who you're going to be fighting up against in the team's grand tournament or the team's finals. And it's going to, well, it's your choice. How would Does anybody have any good ideas how we uh, handle Lux not being here for the team tournament? Like story wise, yeah, Rico has a great idea. Okay, what happened to Lux? <laughs> no, I mean I know what you could do. Dis- even though Lux isn't here, yeah, but what happened to Lux? Oh, I don't have that yet. Uh, okay, maybe she went to go talk to the barbarians. Maybe she's on a mission from Hades. How did I fuck up these numbers? Maybe she just overslept. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be that would. So I will think of something for Lux. We could say Genevieve called her back to the Cleric's Guild Hall to help with healing and restoration for tournament goers. And she hasn't been able to get away due to the number of people that have been fighting and the number of people that have been injured and or killed. That makes sense. So we can say that's what's happened. That's something she would want to do. That's something that she would want to do anyway. Yeah. Oh, what happened? Sorry. Genevieve called her away from the tournament to help the non-competing clerics heal the tournament goers. So she was asked by Genevieve to forfeit her spot in the teams and singles tournament to help aid the rest of the clerics in the city. When the guild calls, you answer. Yeah. And plus- Guild calls, you shit your pants. (laughs) If Genevieve called her to do so, then- 
Lux would have acquiesced, I think, to Genevieve and gone to go do cleric stuff. I think so. Sounds good. So what do we do without her? Well. What about Electo? The, yeah, what about Electo? <laughs> you could ask Electo if she would like to take Lux's place. All right, we should do that. Watching the tournament unfold throughout the day, you can see that Theobald, Martell, Pan, and Perry are putting quite a hurting on in the lower-ranked team's brackets. So you don't see anybody on the list that would possibly stop them from getting to you guys. So you guys can assume that Martell, Theobald, Pan, and Perry are going to be your opponents for the team's grand finals. The only problem is, with Lux healing and helping Genevieve, you all are short a person for the team. Fortunately... Eris was the one that signed you guys up as a team, so it should be easy enough to just get a substitute for Lux. Excellent. So where are we right now? Are we in the arena watching? You guys had woken up, feeling refreshed. You guys had eaten. Mm -hmm. If you were seeing the list, you very well could be out mingling, talking with one another. That's absolutely your call. Okay. But throughout the day of whatever you guys are doing, you have seen... These four men climb the ranks. Oof. Real sausage. And you know specifically (laughs) how good or how likely it is because you have fought Perry. You have fought Pan. You fought Martell. And you saw saw Jelly fight Theobald. Yeah. Who let me win? (laughs) Yeah. So. I know. (laughs) Well, I I mean. And I I beat Perry on my own without him letting me win. I'm just a badass, you know. He did. He passed out. He went, (laughs) (laughs) He lost that fair square. He's like, you you beat me, Ari. You're better than me. We had a good time. That was a great fight. I enjoyed every minute of it. So, guys, we, uh, I think Eris has called Lux uh, out of the tournament to go help. Genevieve. With uh, yeah, Genevieve. Genevieve called Lux out to help, so we're gonna be a we're gonna be a, a person short here to fight. Clearly, uh, Martel, Pan, Theobald, and Perry, and uh, we we probably need to find somebody to help us out. What about? Ooh, I I'm an ADR. What about Electo? Ah, uh, we should we should ask her. Do you know where she is? I feel like I haven't seen her in a minute. You know, she's probably up there watching the fights. We could probably go up into the stands and see if she'll help out. Ooh, what about Cedric? To an owl? Mm-hmm. Does he have like super magic powers? Yeah, no, nope. she can send message. <laughs> no, nope. he, but, but he, he's like good in a fight. Or he, he just he, does one damage. He, he can do one damage if he hits. <laughs> <laughs> have that half of a damage, but we're on up for the player advantage, so one damage. Yeah, so um, you know that's not a bad idea, but I think maybe if we if we could ask Electo to fight, uh, that might be more helpful. You're probably right. Uh, still going to be three girls and a guy. It's rough for me. It's real rough being me. Against the four guys. In this party. <laughs> Surrounded by females all the time. You're fucking one of them. Mm-hmm. Make enough charisma rolls, you could have a harem. <laughs> yeah. Is it wrong to pick up chicks in D&D? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'll I say, you, you, that, that, there's the line. Those, <laughs> there's the line. Those, those books are rough. They're not great. So you know Stories. who your four opponents are going to be. You know that you have a possible fourth. You could also try and recruit someone from any, from any one of the guilds if you chose, but you know that Electo would happily fight by your side as she's done with you guys many, many a times in the past. 
All right, I'm going to go and uh, find Electo probably in the stands. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to pop up there. She's in the stands, yep. Yep, she's there in the grandstand with all of the other 12 gods, including Eris. I'm going to... So the entire pantheon is there. I'm going to pop down next to Electo and uh, uh, put my arm around her and say, Hey, Electo, um, oh. we're, a, we're a person short for our team battle. I see. Lux has been called away to, to help with cleric stuff. Apparently, they're shorthanded. Is that why I didn't see her in the singles? Yeah. She's, uh, she, she got, she got summoned something, you know, and she's, she's real, real keen on that cleric healing stuff. And so she's helping out there. And I was wondering if you'd be willing to, to step in as a substitute and maybe help us out because, uh, clearly we're going to be fighting Pan, Theobald, Perry, and Martell. And they are quite formidable as I've, as I've been seeing. Quite formidable and probably not going to be an easy fight if we're down a person. And I no, couldn't you... think of anyone better to be our substitute than you. And then you hear Ares behind you snickering, like almost mockingly, <laughs> because you're asking a female to help fight your battles. Hey, you know, that's his that's that's his problem. That's his hang up, yeah. <laughs> so you hear him snickering, and then Hephaestus looks over at you, and he nods, and he winks, and he says, that's a genius idea. Yeah, I'm I'm a monk. I don't have these gender hang-ups. I'm raised in a goddamn monastery, you know? I'm, just, I'm happy to see ladies. <laughs> and then Eris looks down to you, and she looks at Electo, and she says, Electo, is this something you would want to do? Would you fight in Lux's place? And then Electo responds, I would absolutely fight in Lux's place, it's, if it meant I got to fight with Ari. Oh, yeah. And then she looks at you, Eris does, and she says, do you want Electo to be your fourth? Sure, will you allow it? Absolutely, it's my tournament. Excellent. Do whatever I want. Yeah, well, that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> and then she says, yeah, give me just one moment, and she waves her hand, and the, the list comes down, and Lux's name burns away into sparkly gold... Um, particles just like stardust in the air and then as lux's name disappears simultaneously electo's name is being filled in and then she waves her hand the list goes up and she says it is done excellent thank you very much yeah make it good oh we will we will and then she looks over to aries and she says brother i'm not honoring your bet and then Ares laughs and he chuckles and he says, I figured that would be the case. <laughs> and then she like half punches him on the shoulder like a play tap, like a brother and a sister would do. I was so worried that he's really going to bankrupt these goddamn money changers. And his bet will no longer be honored. The money changers yep. will know not to honor Ares's <laughs> God of War's bet that he put on Jelsire Venfire. What's it like to be a money changer and a god comes up and starts betting and you're like, okay. Uh, well, you're going to say yes. Supervisor. Absolutely. You're going to take the money because gold is gold. But You got it, uh, Eris, uh, your brother. Uh, a little bit of, I mean. Too much. A lot of money. Uh, How much was it? it a couple like thousand? A, yeah. Yeah, a couple thousand. On, on jelly? <laughs> on jelly. 50 to 1. 50 to 1. <laughs> On three of the four fights? It's like, what, 100K per? <laughs> uh, 
stop it. Yeah, too much. <laughs> so she informs Ares, you're not going to ruin the economy of my city. <laughs> but that would have been hilarious. Yes. And he says, I know it would have been. That's why I did it. <laughs> Plus, I had faith in my favorite. And so they resume watching, and you hear clashing, and you hear roaring as Martel and Pan are roaring at their opponents. They've all got the attention of one singular guy. You, you've seen this before. They've Their opponent has been commanded dueled. So Martel and Pan are single-handedly taking on th- their opponent. And then Perry and Theobald are having fun toying with the rest of the opponents. <laughs> They will, you know, incapacitate one and go two on one. They're just playing with them. They're just trying to make a good show. None of these opponents are going to ever be of risk to these guys. And you've seen them chew up the lists. Are they? They're, they're definitely not killing people, though. They're just no, they're absolutely not killing people. Pulling punches. No, none of the four are killing anybody. Concussing people. Yeah. And you, <laughs> you have experienced Pan pulling his blow. You've seen him pull his punches. You know Pan isn't going to kill anybody for sport. And if Pan's a paladin isn't, and isn't going to, Martell isn't also going to without provocation. You do remember he did collect a lot of souls from already dead bodies and collected the soul that Hades turned into a fucking hand puppet. <laughs> but that was not unprovoked, and that guy was clearly filthy. Yeah. He was a necromancer. So they've got- Or a warlock that deserved to die. Two paladins, a cleric, and a druid. Yes. Oof. Yes, three of which, two of which are guild leaders, one that is high-ranking cleric of war. And you know Pan well, that he is of at least an equal level or toughness to you guys. Oh, yeah. You you guys have want, traveled to Pan plenty. You know how capable he is. He's just having fun joining this tournament with the guild leaders. Yep. Well, and Theobald. I won't have any of my potions, will I? No, you won't. But you will have plenty of time to... Go and pick up your persona. Ooh, yeah. Is that ready? It absolutely will be ready. Nice. Hell yeah. You had a full night's rest. You have all of your personal belongings, so you have full HP. You have your water skin of ambrosia. If you get tired or weary throughout the day, you can sip it before you go into the tournament. But you know as soon as you guys get back into the arena or call to the arena for your match, you guys will be divested of everything that isn't weapons and armor. Divested of all metals, neither naked nor clad. <laughs> I'm trying to help here, Matt. Where are we right now? We're like mingling. Mingling outside the mayoral estate. We're Ari is actually in the grandstand with the gods. Okay. Getting Electo to join the party. Oh, I'm going to need Electo's character sheet. No. Unless you want to take actions for Electo and yourself, or if you just want me to take actions for Electo. She's got a lot on her sheet. Martel's in there, too. Is he really? Oh, damn, he is in there. Oh, shit. Fun. <laughs> I mean, no, he isn't. <laughs> How much time do we have What's until wrong with me? <laughs> we're up? As much time as you want. I go up to Ari. Where well, they are at Elsira. in the list, they are still in the preliminaries. The group that you guys are familiar with are at least three battles in, so they're probably about three battles from their semifinals. All right, I'm going to go back to the Rogues Guild. I go get my persona. So you get to the Rogues Guild. There's a little girl. <laughs> the door is unlocked. As you open the door, it is furnished. There are rogues mingling about. And sitting there at the desk, as Matt just spoiled, is a little tiny girl. 
A young girl. Yeah. A girl that you are incredibly familiar with. I roll my eyes. And she looks up at you and she beams brightly. And she says, oh, mistress, how can I help you? Um, is the guy here from the desk? Nope. This is my guild now. I run the desk. And then she takes one of the daggers that you gave her and she stabs it into the desk. And she says, this is my guild. This is now my desk. Fuck this uh, desk. Do you have my persona? I do. Can I please have it? Absolutely. And she hands you a covered satchel that is going to include regal finery that a noble would wear. It's going to include a perfect replica of a noble signet. You used the Halsian name, right? So you have a royal signet ring of the Halsian family. There is a paper that lists... What was your persona, your alternate persona's first name? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Once you find out, <laughs> it is going to have your alternate persona's first name with the last name Halsian. These would be like your travel papers if you're going into a city and they requested, this is like your ID for your persona. And it includes a jewel-encrusted dagger as a like trinket of your station of the Halsian family. And if you were to wear the outfit, wear the trinket, wear the signet, and uh, and be asked to present your patronage or your family lineage, and you gave them blank Halsian's lineage, you would it would pass one hundred percent. It is nice. a perfect, flawless forgery. Nice, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Is there anything else I can do for you? How much has Eris talked about the the tournament with you? Not much. Oh, that's fine. She's been talking to me about guild stuff, guild mostly, stuff. but nothing much about the tournament. So, I've seen my fair share of blood and death, I think, for now, until I start giving out hit list orders later. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't know. Anything you could tell me about Martell, Deerbold, or Perry? We're about to fight them. I don't know anything about them. The first time I saw them was that night outside of the Money Changers. You need to do a better job at being a rogue. And just... picking up more info. And I pat her on her head. <laughs> I will remember that. And I will go learn as much as I can about them. Good. And I leave. And she waves excitedly <laughs> as you walk out of the Hi. rogues guild. <laughs> How old was this girl? Nine. Nice. He's like, eh, she'll get there someday. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe she knew some. Worth a shot. No stone unturned, over unturned, right? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Fortune favors the bold. <laughs> Other bullshit sayings. <laughs> so you are free to meet up with Jelly mingling outside. I actually, I would like to, do I have time to go to the weapons master? Absolutely. The, the two maker. Smiths? Yes. The brothers? Yes. Absolutely. All the time in the world. The brothers Smith. So I go to visit them. They're not there. Damn. <laughs> They're watching the tournament. Uh, I roll my eyes, and I just go back to the tournament. Then, uh, classic. Yeah, they're they're watching the tournament. You guys, you guys, as as you people, you people, you guys, not your characters, know that these guys have stolen money from people. They planned on going to the tournament. Jelsira and Lux have met with them and spoken with them at length. So it, it is assumed that they are going to be at the tournament and they absolutely are at the tournament because they've put Jelly's gold down on 
you know, other people and their old gold down they've had at other people and the gold that you paid for your arrows, they've put that down on the tournament. So they plan on making lots of money. They Remember hope. they stole your, your three gold when you were at the oh, tiny, yeah. tiny dumpling? You left it on the table? Mm-hmm. And you're a dine and dasher. And you're a dine and dasher. <laughs> Doesn't matter now because you're constable, Jelsira. You could go back right. in and they wouldn't even care that you mm-hmm. dined and dashed. Constables. Yep. I'll just walk in and be like, I'm hungry. And they'll... Here you go, constable. <laughs> Enjoy your food. It's constable discount. Yep. Constable <laughs> jelly. Perks of being honorary guard of the city. Um, where are we? Aspasia. That's right. Aspasia. Oh, actually, oh, I do need Martell's character sheet. Damn, I was going to say, I don't need Martell's character sheet. Yes, I do. You don't. He's, he can't do anything. He's got no skills, no weapons. I'll go find a vendor and get some food. That's an absolute lie. He's a level 20 paladin. He can do a lot. He's, he's naked. There are plenty <laughs> of vendors, some hollering out. They have kebabs of meat. There are pastry chefs. There are people selling candies, like taffies and suckers and things of that nature there is the smell of fresh bread that's been coming out of hearth ovens that's lined the inner circle of street vendors nice hot find somebody that has a little pot pies there are meat pies i'm gonna go mm. buy some of those meat pie right Sounds yeah good that's like one it's like three copper a meat pie there you go are there people in the stand selling like food yeah, and stuff like wandering yeah, around? You like, can hear vendors sellers selling beer. Um, have you been to a professional football game? Yes. You've got the Budweiser men and you've got the Dr Pepper and Coke guys <laughs> and the popcorn guys. It's it's basically that. I want to flag down some like whatever the equivalent in this world of like hot dogs would be. Oh sure. One goes to approach the grand box and then stops and averts his gaze. And he says, my lords, how can I help you? I would just like some food, just so I'm nice and not famished for my match. Oh, sure. And he goes and gets what would be the equivalent of a hot dog. Let's call it a sausage with half of a roll. Well, a roll that's been cut in half, so it would be like a bun. And he walks it up to you, averting his eyes and hands it to you like an offering like like head down let me move. yeah there we go like this yeah and he's not looking at you but he is he is they know who these people are okay they I, can feel who they are just by being in their presence i take it and uh say how much do i owe you absolutely nothing my lord all right that's fine <laughs> thank you congratulations on your singles tournament that's right i am the champion i did make enough off of you to Oh, buy myself out of debt, so thank you. I'm I'm happy for you. That's great news. Excellent. Well, thank you for the sausage. Is there anything else I can do for you? No, he it. looks nervous. He doesn't look like he wants to <laughs> hang out around an entire pantheon of gods. Yeah, I'm good. You can go. All right. Th- thank you You're very welcome. much. Enjoy. And he, I mean, he may not know these are the gods. They don't call themselves by name, but he can feel oh, yeah. like you can feel the presence of something that powerful and that old and that godly. So he was just trying not to be smote by any 14 of you sitting there. Of course. Excellent. As I'm eating my meat pie and kind of just like among people. There's a little chip of bone in the meat pie. You don't choke on it. Uh, It looks like it could have just been like the round bone in a ham that probably just didn't get pulled out all the way as they were cutting up the meat. I mean, it was three copper. It's street what food. Do you want? Yeah. 
But I'm I'm listening and trying to pay attention to see if I hear anybody talk about barbarians or what are we here for? The stag? The hind. The hind. Um, yeah, anything, anybody talking about like the hind? I mean, I'm sure most people are talking about their tournament. I get that. But, you know, just in case somebody drops some information that might be helpful to us later. So the Royal Hunting Grounds have been closed for a long time. None of the people coming in for the tournament, like the street merchants and things of that nature, would know anything of the hind. The local folk that live in Aspasia wouldn't also bring up the hind because they know the royal hunting grounds have been sealed. In fact, you get a general idea that none of the local people that aren't heiress know anything about the hind. You do know from past conversations that the barbarians tend to live outside of the city on purpose. So if anybody knew anything about the hinds, there is a very good possibility it's going to be the barbarians outside of the northeast wall of the city, which is just outside of the hunting grounds. Gotcha. I I don't know. I go below and rest. Um, go below where? Like where the, the arena. Oh, you're just going to wait? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just going to hang out with Electo until... Until it's your time? I can't put my commission in, so... Um, can I see the arena from where I am? You can see the outside of the arena from where okay. you're at. You cool. can, if you would like, fly. Well, um, so long as I can see it, that's all I need. So I'm gonna. You can share vision with Cedric, like just because he's your familiar, you can do that. That's true. Well, so um, you can save a spell if you want and just be like, "Hey, Cedric, I need to." See well, I'm also outside the memorial state, right? Mm-hmm. So I can just go back in and drink more ambrosia, right? Yeah. Okay, so... You wouldn't be hungry anymore, but you absolutely could. That's true. And I can still eat if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Yes, jelly could still yeah. eat. Um, so I just, I, I, I feel like having some fun. I think this is something that might please Aries. Oh, kegger <laughs> in Aries's. Let's go, champ. So this is a chaotic jelly coming out. <laughs> so I have this new spell called Mirage Arcane. On the Cliff Notes version, is basically I can take any area in one square mile and totally make it look like something different. And that includes audible, visual, tactile, and olfactory elements. Also, I can change the appearance of structures, like buildings. It just has to be within sight. Okay. So I kind of like just get an idea to myself. I'm like, I'm going to have a little fun. It's not going to hurt anybody, but it might please Aries or Aries, maybe both. I don't know, or not, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I'd like to cast Mirage Arcane on the arena <laughs> and make it look like a volcano <laughs> <laughs> and make the smell like of sulfur like come out from the middle of it. It's so, like the volcano. It's like, like it's going to be like the inside of a volcano. So like the seats are like lining the insides of it. If the DMO let me. <laughs> so here's what happens. Everybody panics. <laughs> Everybody dies in lava. Freak out. To everybody outside of the arena, they see a volcano, they hear a volcano, and they smell a volcano. The inside of the arena is not affected, because if you remember when you guys went through inside the arena, there was that gold shimmer, like that checkpoint. So inside the arena is going to be protected from your arcane mirage. The problem is everybody else on the outside of the city 
is now going to see, hear, and smell a volcano. So you downstairs in the waiting area with the other competitors, you hear simultaneously from outside of the arena, an entire city begin to scream and yell like they were looking at Pompeii getting ready to be engulfed by lava. What's wrong with everybody up there? And this is the entire outside of the arena. So there are street vendors that begin to scream and run around the city. Carts and stands are kicked over. Horses in the stables are trying to break out of the stables and get out of the stables to run from freedom. The money changers have abandoned their stations and gold coin is flung all over the sides of the of the of the grounds outside of the arena. Armorsmiths and weaponsmiths and craftspeople of all kind are hurriedly and quickly closing up their shops. There is, in fact, mass chaos in the city. Oh, God, how do I want to do this? Nope. Kind of chaos. (laughs) Even or odd? Even. It was a seven. Odd. Mm. So amongst the mass panic outside of the arena, there are people that are actually being trampled to death by <laughs> the chaos outside of the arena. <laughs> From what you can see, there are at least four people that have been trampled to death by the mass panic that has ensued outside of the arena. Oh no, I didn't want to kill anybody. Well, that's something you should have considered before you made a volcano erupt in the middle of Aspasia. Actions have consequences, Jelly. So people are grabbing what little possessions they can and trying to run out of Aspasia. I'm going to need you to make a athletics check, please. Uh-oh. Please tell me you got higher than a 15. Negative five. Amidst the chaos, you are also being trampled by all of the people running around the city. I deserve it. It's fine. And the service staff inside the mayoral estate are the ones that have trampled you as they're trying to escape. So you are going to be trampled on by about 35 different people. So there's going to be seven pairs of feet that are going to trample, 70 pairs of feet that are going to trample over you. We'll say they each do one to two damage each. You're going to take. This is classic D&D. About 85 damage from being trampled almost nearly to death. Unintended. Wow. I have four hit points left. I'm going to end this spell. This has gone in too, this is too far. I didn't think this is going to, I didn't think this is going to happen. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You didn't think this was going to happen? (laughs) So you end the spell as you were laying there twitching and bleeding from your nose and your mouth, bruised a couple broken bones, and the guards in the city are trying to keep the peace. As the spell ends, the screams and the yells become less and less. And all you begin to hear are shouts from the guards trying to make people calm down and relax. (laughs) Oh, God. 
You hear in your head as you're laying there nearly trampled to death a chuckle from Eris, who is now communicating <laughs> with you telepathically. And she says that is the grandest trick I have ever seen in the entirety of my time here on this planet. I telepathically, weakly say back to her, well, I was hoping you would like that. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, well, Aries loved it too. Oh, good. Okay, that's really all I he wanted. He really loved that people have died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean for that to happen. I'm so I sorry. There's an alignment change coming. <laughs> and you can hear clerics and paladins that weren't parts of the oh, tournament no. Oh, no. hollering and screaming instructions and orders at one another. Oh, no. As they are trying to resurrect dead people within the time that they are allotted. Nobody seems to notice you, though, because you have been trampled into the ground by 70 pairs of feet. I, I, I wild shape into a cat, and I run into the mayoral estate. Nice. <laughs> so you scamper into the mayoral estate on all four feet. The city is slowly getting back under control. There are still screams and yells. There is wailing of women and mothers who may oh, have God. been hurt or lost children. Oh, my God. Fortunately, you're in a large city with a lot of guilds, with a lot of healers. So the unintended deaths aren't going to cause an alignment change because they can be resurrected. You oh, were good. Okay. chaotic neutral. I was chaotic good. Chaotic good. Oh, no. Okay. You are now chaotic neutral. Oh, no. So your illusion <laughs> causing the deaths of all those innocent people, granted, they will still be resurrected, okay, but it's going to come good. at a great cost of resources and materials. So, yes, you are no longer chaotic good. You are now chaotic neutral. So go ahead and change that alignment on your character sheet if you have it handy. Just fix that. So in the future, please don't kill innocent people. I didn't mean for that to happen. You're on your way to chaotic evil. Yeah, getting I there. Oh. Nope, I don't know how I'm going to be able to play with a chaotic evil person today. The same way you would playing with any other alignment? Yeah, Where'd my boy, pencil go? I don't have I don't know, but I have a blue one here that you can borrow that I'm not using at the moment. There's a whole box over there. Yeah. Um. Man. See, I thought you were chaotic neutral, so I was like, ah, you can get away with it. But no, because you're chaotic good, now you shift to chaotic neutral. <laughs> this is the first D&D game I've ever been in that's forced on alignment change <laughs> outside of when we had those spells cast on us that made us that made some of us change our... <laughs> change our that was fun. Yeah. But yeah, this is the first real life alignment change. No, it's, it was fantastic. Yeah. It's exactly what a chaotic Great. character would have done. It was great storytelling, and I loved causing a citywide mass panic. Well, I'm glad that no one's going to be permanently dead. No, not okay. permanently. But, but that makes me feel better. To any adventurers, usually when they're resurrected, they take a level hit. Hmm. To normal mortal people, they may take a hit to their mental faculties. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to have a bunch of so, learning disabled people. <laughs> oh, God. Any, any winnings I'm going to get, I'm going to donate to the clerics hall. Oh, that's probably best. Yeah, because I feel like these, after this, like, they're going to need some help. I'm so sorry. I didn't think. <laughs> I That's did... okay. Do that we, was fun. Do we hear the screams? and, and You guys heard us? the screams that were going. In fact, you could have seen the mass panic from the grand box that you're in. Oh, nice. The rest of the gods saw it as well. Eris was chuckling. Ares was chuckling. A couple of the other gods were chuckling. Zeus especially was chuckling <laughs> because... 
you know, it was just mass panic. And Eris wasn't chuckling. Eris was cackling, I'm gonna, like maniacally. I'm going to turn to Eris and say, what, what just happened out there? Josira <laughs> had the city see an erupting volcano. <laughs> oh, that jelly. It was fantastic. Sounds like it. And Electo grips your arm tightly tighter than it's ever gripped before. In fact, she's using all of her strength. You're going to take 8 HP of damage as her hands and claws dig into your arm through your scales. Electo's eyes are, at this point, a faucet of blood as she feels like all of those people that were murdered in, in like unnecessarily are killed or trampled to death need to be avenged. <laughs> and right now, the target of her ire is Jelsira. Oh, no. Because Eris said to you out loud, Jelsira made a giant volcano appear in the city. So Electo is able to piece together that, oh, my God, Jelsira just caused a bunch of innocent people to die. And her being the fury of vengeance and not wanting harm to befall innocent people is getting ready to take off and go after Jelsira. And unless you stop her, is going to go do just that. Hold on, Electo. Hold on. I'm sure she didn't mean for this to happen. She just does things she thinks will be fun sometimes. And and I'm I'm hoping she's learned her lesson this time. That you know, unintended consequences are a thing. Uh, but I'm certain Jelly didn't mean for. I'm sure she just thought this would be a fun joke and everybody would be like oh cool volcano as opposed to everyone flipping ah! out and people dying i need you to make a persuasion roll for me please P- please roll high <laughs> remember you do have luck persuasion is charisma based i'm probably gonna just roll again 18 oh thank god so the grip on her arm on your arm is released a little bit. You're no longer suffering damage from her iron grip into your arm and scales. She's calming down a little bit, but she's breathing heavily. And you can see her heart. Like, you can't see her heart, but you could see where her heart would be beating in her chest. You can see the the upward and inward motion of the chest where her heart would be. She is still enraged and still wants to get vengeance for those murdered, but she has listened to your advice and she's going to ride this wave of vengeful passion and try and calm herself before she goes and murders Josiris. I'm going to hold her tight. Good deal. So her breathing has slowed down, but the adrenaline that she's feeling right now is still pounding in her chest. You can see the veins in her neck throbbing. Jelly, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And I'm assuming that I hear all the screaming and stuff stop? Yes. You now hear guards screaming and yelling. It sounds like they're barking orders. You've been in war. You can hear when someone of authority barks an order. So you were able to discern the authoritative orders coming from the wails and cries of people that aren't trained like soldiers would be. You can hear clerics giving instruction to paladins, paladins giving instruction to other paladins, and guards trying to corral people to get them to calm down. So you know that there are people of authority outside calming the city. You can you can just hear that because of, I don't know Nice backstory, Rico doesn't, but I 
gleaned enough from when Jenna was DMing that you have been in wartime situations yes. before. So you would hear the voice of a commanding officer over chaos of normal people. So I just kind of like look up and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and I just lean back to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so Neith does what Neith does best and she puts her head down and pretends nothing happened yep. <laughs> to stay out of trouble. And nobody bothers you. Um, you unfortunately don't have your invisibility cloak because you had to give that up when you went back into the Nine. arena waiting period. No, you did. Arkin, Arkin would have taken it from you. Well, not really Arkin. They go by Arkin, but you know as Hecate, the goddess of magic. Right. Uh, she would have taken that from you. So, But people see you put your head down and leaning against the wall. Nobody's going to bother you because they saw you flay a man's arms in force. So nobody is going to approach Neith to bother her. So despite you being visible, people know you are bloodthirsty and merciless, so they're still not going to bother you. Yeah. So you don't even need your cloak of invisibility to not be bothered. Your actions have spoke <laughs> loud enough. Um, I unwild shape back into Joey, and I'm at, I go to the table. And, and I, you have... Do you unwild shape at the table or unwild shape making your way to the table? At the table. Oh, okay, good deal. Because you wouldn't be able to walk to the table. You have multiple compound fractures in one of your legs. In fact, you can see oh. bones sticking out of one of them. Oh, I did. One of your arms does not move. You can see forearm bones sticking out, and you can feel that your shoulder is dislocated. So one of your arms is absolutely useless, as is one of your legs. But hey, you're at Eris's dinner table, and you know Ambrosia is just a goblet away. I'm literally crying. I just can't believe what I did. And I, I don't drink the ambrosia because I don't feel like I deserve to be healed. Oh, nice. But I, I do eat, though. I'm just eating. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> right? So you are going to sit there and suffer in your pain. You are actively not going to drink ambrosia as you are going to basically flagellate yourself and deal with your own injuries like you have suffered on other people. Oh, that's so noble of you. I wish you hadn't just gotten to chaotic neutral. That alignment shift to change back is going to take a little bit. So you sit there and you enjoy those injuries. You think about what you did. Yeah. I'm just sitting there crying and eating at the same time. And you are able to eat with one good arm. Um, it tastes like blood and tears as you are crying and your mouth and nose are still bleeding. You're not going to bleed out. Um, I would recommend maybe seeking care from somebody prior to the match. Or you can drink ambrosia beforehand. But you know that you will be able to sit there and suffer probably for maybe an hour or two before it becomes too uncomfortable and your body begins to slowly give out on you from the loss of blood and the and the compound fractures and bones sticking out of the skin. But you can have an hour of self You You know your body will hold up for at least one more hour. So you can, if you would like, for as long as you want, up to an hour, cry and taste food that tastes <laughs> like blood and tears. <laughs> you imagine eating what you're eating right now is probably what food tastes like in the underworld. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Well, if you were to add ash on top of it. I'm, ju I'm just like, I... Delicious. Oh, I wish Jenna was here to see this alignment change. That would have been dope. Are you, are you doing this for like an hour? Yeah, and then I'm going to drink the ambrosia. Not because I feel like I deserve oh. it, but because I want to. I was going to notice that you had it come back and go find you. And well, after an hour, to you. I just keep eating for an hour and crying. So she's eating, 
You know that she... All right, so Daphne has told us for at least one hour she's going to be eating and crying. You can go and check where Jelsira is at any point in time within that hour if you so choose. If Neith chooses not to and just chooses to sit back and relax for that one hour, Neith can do so. If Ari and Electo choose to sit there in the grand box for one hour, you are free to do so. At any, But unless somebody chooses to do some other action, one hour is going to pass and Josira is going to be suffering through the pain and the torture of her wounds and her alignment shift for one hour by herself. So that's up to you guys. If any of you want to take an action in that hour, like like you said, if you wanted to go find Jill yeah. you can. If you guys take no action, we are going to fast forward one hour. Uh, well, I would say probably after about a half an hour of hearing people yelling and giving orders. and It's hearing, calming down. It's calming down. It's calming down. I'm like, <sighs> and, and just noticing that like, okay, Jill has not come back yet. Um, I would like to go out and figuring she's probably hungry anyway. <laughs> And the you know best place well. to get her get food would be the mayoral estate. I would like to head over there. All right. To the dining hall. And you can see in the dirt just outside the mayoral estate an imprint of about a halfling sized body <laughs> that looks like, and then tons and tons of footprints all around the body through the, the, no, the footprints don't go over the body. The, feet, the footprints would have been on top of the body. But there are footprints around this. Th- how tall is Jelsira? Three like feet, three, three, and feet, half, three, three feet tall. Three and a half feet. Yeah, so you can see footprints all around this three-foot impression in the sand or the, the dirt. It looks like something or somebody was trampled by a many number of footsteps that you see around the body. What the... Are um Matt, are you going to take any additional actions with Electo in this hour? I mean, I was just gonna try to like you know, continue enjoying being close to Electo and watching the fights. That is absolutely best to keep her blood raid, her bloodlust <laughs> yeah, under like control. Okay. Stroking her gently and good deal. Yeah, the things that you would do for a lover who was incensed or upset. Yes. Yeah, okay. So whatever Matt does to calm you down, Deborah is what he's now doing to calm down, is what Ari is doing to calm down Alexia. <laughs> Live with that. Tell me just to calm the fuck down. <laughs> That's it. That easy. Because that always helps a woman calm down is when you tell her or oh, yeah. ask her, what always. the fuck is wrong with you? Just calm down. Because that always makes it better, always. right? Always. Mm-hmm. Every time. I, I ask the two women sitting at the table because that always makes it better. As they look at me Someday like Rico I'm about is to die. Not going to leave the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's that's probably best, Matt. That's a really, really good idea. Good job. Thank you. Way to keep Jelly alive. For now. Yes, because they are gonna have to be with one another in this tournament of blood, where death is totally allowed. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. This has been great. Okay, so <laughs> you can make it into the mayoral estate and as you approach the door you hear sobbing (laughs) in between loud chomping (laughs) and then swallowing followed by more sobbing you don't see a trail of blood uh, because you shifted into cat form right Mm -hmm. so you don't see a trail of blood but you hear sobbing and the eating of food coming from the dining room off to the left I would like to go into the dining room and there you see Jelsira sitting at a table, eating food with one arm, 
Her other arm is hanging limp at her side. You can see forearm bones have punctured through the skin. <laughs> there is a pretty steady flow of blood coming off of that arm. There is blood uh, that has covered her entire face. You can see sandy and dirty footprints all over exposed skin. And there is blood that is steadily dripping out of her mouth and her nose. And you can see a larger pool of blood under her at one specific leg. Upon taking notice of that pool of blood, as you were an assassin, you would look and you would just know instinctively where the blood was coming from. That there is a compound fracture in one of her legs as well that is twisted 180 degrees the wrong way. So what would be the front of her foot is actually her heel. So her leg is not uh. actually able to work. But she is sobbing and she is stuffing her face full of food. I walk up to her, just smack the food out of her hand, grab- and This hurts. When she smacks the food out of your hand. Better hurt. Zero HP. It hurts now. She's dead. Grab (laughs) a goblet in one hand, and then I just do a quick check. Is there ambrosia in it? There can be if you will it. Ambrosia? And it fills up in the goblet from the bottom to the top. I grab Gelsiris' hair, (laughs) pull her head back, and just start dumping the ambrosia over her mouth. I, I like close my mouth like my lips like tight as tight as i can she is actively not trying to drink the ambrosia you are now pouring it over her face waterboard 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 waterboard. the ambrosia Ambrosia is now mixing with the blood that's coming from her nose and her mouth making like a blood ambrosia jelly i take her head and not too hard just hard enough to hurt you are and- going to take one hp of damage as she twists on already damaged bones in your neck and like bop her head on the table. You are going to take another point of damage <laughs> as she bops your head on the table that has been trampled on by 35 pairs of feet. I'm just like, it's okay, Neve, just kill me. And then as she's talking, I just start pouring ambrosia over her mouth again. So as you said, it's okay, Neith, just kill me. You were able to get a sip of ambrosia. <laughs> the wound in your arm the bone has receded back under the skin. There is a sick, cr- twisty, crunching <laughs> bone sound as bone is magically repairing itself. Yeah, that's it. And tendons and muscle and tissue begin to repair internally. As your arm closes up, you are healed back to 30% of your HP. So you're at about, what, 28 at this point, roughly mm-hmm. around there. Yeah. And your leg is still bleeding massively. But with the sip of ambrosia that she was able to get you to drink, you are no longer at risk of dying. But you are still in pain from your leg. At this point, I grab her face and like do the whole like <laughs> jaw squish to like open her jaw a little yeah. bit. And I grab a spoon and like dip the spoon in the ambrosia and just like shove the spoon into her mouth. So you're gonna force feed her ambrosia? Yes. <laughs> I do, do not know you what want, the hell happened. Do you want to be fed the ambrosia or are you actively going to resist? I don't have the energy to resist. All right, fantastic. <laughs> so you are able to force feed her the entire goblet of ambrosia. It takes about, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes to spoon feed her a goblet of ambrosia. You get healed back up to full. 
the leg is healed. The bones have gone back under the skin. Muscle and tissue has repaired itself. You feel full. You feel fully rested. You feel like you had the best sleep of your life. You know, the typical, this is how you feel after ambrosia. You feel like a good full rest. And you are no longer in physical pain. And all of your wounds have healed and sealed up. Except across your forehead, there is a scar that has not healed. And it comes down. You know how the Harry Potter lightning bolt looks? <laughs> lightning bolt. Well, you have, it's just a straight scar that stops at your eyebrow. And where the scar goes into the eyebrow, part of your eyebrow hair is permanently missing and you have a, a permanent scar over, which side would you like it, left or right? I'll let you decide. Right side. Right side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd go with right side too. So you have a permanent scar and, you're miss- and the permanent scar goes over your right eye and goes into your eyebrow. So eyebrow hair will never <laughs> be able to grow back where that scar goes down into your eyebrow. But you have a permanent scar that you have been blessed with by Eris or Ares, one of the two who delighted at your <laughs> chaos, and they wanted you to be permanently marked by it. I pick Jelly up by like the scruff of her her clothes. I I'm don't, sure I don't resist. She's like all tore up and stuff, and I start dragging her upstairs <laughs> towards the rooms, oh, um, looking for nice. a bath. <laughs> you can find oh one. God. Okay, and I um, like. Fortunately, there is no wait staff in the mayoral estate, so you will have to jelly. go and fetch the water yourself. That's fine. And then light the fire under it to warm the water, or you can give her a cold bath. Get, I'll get to work, Nave. You get a cold bath. You get a cold bath, so she. <laughs> I don't deserve a warm bath. She strips you out of your tattered armor and clothes, and she throws you into an empty wash tub. And she goes out of the room, comes back in with a bucket of cold water, throws it over the top of you. And she does this as many times as it takes to fill the tub. We'll say uh, she's three feet tall. We'll say five trips of full buckets of water. That's fair. So she's just dousing you with buckets of cold water, five of them, to fill up to about your navel or midriff area. I just sit there and I'm just kind of rocking back and forth. So... I'm going to need you to make a murder roll. Perception roll for me, please. Uh-oh. How'd you roll a zero? <laughs> On a 20-sided die? Did oh, that means 100, right? <clears throat> Wait, did you roll a zero? No. Oh. That, okay. That doesn't even exist. Oh, right. Wow. I'm. You had to beat a five. Did you beat a five? I had a 19. Oh, okay. So you beat a five. You have seen the signs of shock before? From the wars that Neath has been in, you can see that whatever Jelsira went through has put her into shock. The fighting and resisting against help, the rocking back and forth, the unwillingness to struggle or fight back. Uh, Yeah, we're going to say Jelsira appears to be showing signs of shock at the moment. Is there a window in this room? There is. I go to the window and open it. And you throw her out of it. No. Oh, And I yell for Cedric. You don't get a reply. Damn. Cedric's not your familiar. Well, you know, his his familiar is having issues. Cedric isn't going to know that. I'm not good at dealing with issues. Cedric's not going to know that unless Jelsira calls out to him because Jelsira has gone, you know, a couple hours without calling for Cedric. All right. Well, I keep the window open Mm -hmm. and I go back to Jelsira. Hey, Jelsira. 
I'm sure Cedric misses you right now. I bet you should call for him. Cedric? What? Is he here? Um, well, you got to call for him to be here. Where is he? He could be right in front of you. Mm, he probably left me because he doesn't want to be around or the murderer he's anymore. Just call for him. Mm, okay. Hey, Cedric. <laughs> so as she says, hey, Cedric, you hear some feathers rustling. And then Cedric like goes into... You can't see him, but he goes into almost a free fall. It's like he was sleeping on the roof of the mayoral estate. And then he lands on the ledge of the open window. And he sits there and he ruffles his feathers and he turns around to Jalsyra. And then you hear in your head, Cedric says, you called for me? I think Neith wanted you to be here. Oh, and then Cedric looks over at you and then he hoots a couple times like an owl would do. and he he takes a couple leaps in your direction like a couple birdie jumps closer to you and he's making owl sounds give him some i like tap the side of the tub and like point to it like and then like wave him over like come over here not in the tub he's almost (laughs) in the tub but like he needs to be near her oh and then he looks at you and he looks over at her and then he looks at you, and he looks at the motions you're making, and then he hops over to the tub and lands next to Jelsira, and then he leans over and begins to nuzzle in your hair and give you little owl kisses, or like little beaky owl birdie kisses on your cheek and your neck. The sharp predator beak. <laughs> well, owl beaks are curved, aren't they? Aren't, don't owl beaks, don't they yeah. have, don't, aren't they, they smooth like and they curve into a yeah. hook? Yeah. With the bottom beak going into the top hook, yeah. So it's not it's not straight like you know other raptors, but he's like, <laughs> okay, but, yeah. He's giving little beaky bird kisses, I'd, little little tiny licks. I just start patting him on the head, and he jumps into the water with you. <laughs> oh yeah, and then ruffles his feathers and sh- shakes the water off to the best of his ability, and sits in your lap with his head, you know, in your chest. So now that she's got somebody with her. That, you know, might give her some, I don't know, comfort. <laughs> that thing that I don't do well. Um, I want to try to go find her room and, like, get her some clothes. There are no halfling clothes in any of the rooms. Where were we staying? Where are your clothes? I come back. Where are your clothes? Clothes? She thinks she has just, like, extra s- s- spare clothes. I get her packing. There, there are no around. clothes that can cover my shame and my guilt. Uh, sure. I roll my eyes again. Did you, Where? Have a, did you have a traveler's pack in your gear mm-hmm. or adventurer's pack? She doesn't have any spare clothes. She's been wearing the same clothes <laughs> no, she... for this entire adventure. And in Even fact, I have extra clothes, okay? This is probably the first time she's had a bath since the. <laughs> since oh, the mist. That water since... dirty. Well, oh. not since the mist. There was. Did you ever hop in the bath when Jenna was DMing? In the cave in the celebration party time? Wine bath? Mm-mm. Mm, the it wine might have bath. been at Aspasia, actually in the same place. <laughs> the f- oh, the first time when you guys were DeMarcus in Aspasia. Demarcus Barzin was in charge. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, she has no other clothes. And this is probably the first bath she's had in a long time, probably at least a couple of months. Yeah, at least shit. since you've known her, this is the first bath you've ever seen her take. I mean, I'm assuming her, her clothes are pretty. They are 
they're tattered. There are rips in some places. Nothing that a tailor couldn't fix in, you know, given half an hour. Do I know where a tailor is? Well, good luck finding one as the right. city was just in panic for a while. <laughs> um, you do um, know a god who's really great at making and crafting things, but you know that this is not your god, but you know that god has a favored somebody, but that somebody is not currently with okay. you all. <laughs> okay, this is what I do. This is as far as Neith goes right here, okay? This is... Lovey-dovey from Neath right here. I go to the nearest, like, bedroom, like, suite or whatever, and I just, I get one of the blankets. Yeah. Okay, and I bring back a nice soft blanket, and I help Delcyra out of the tub, um, and just wrap her up in the blanket, and I'm, like, trying to motion to Cedric, because this is, like, Cedric's going to follow. He okay, understands good. your motions. Okay, like, you know, please stay with her. And I take her back to the room and at least sit her on the bed um, and tell her, I'm like, Jelsira, don't leave. And I'm Do you like, hear me? I just nod. All right, Arakar. <laughs> stay here. That's become I a term of endearment be at this you. point between Neith and Jelsira. Yes. Oh, that's fucking adorable. What does it mean, like dummy? <laughs> no, protector it means protector of the forest. Yeah, protector of the forest. <laughs> but not. Yeah, a one who protects enough. the forest. Sure. One who gets people to die by trampling. And Pan the was Behin, which was young human male, which is slang. Well, he was he was half elf, so yeah, that's half right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it was it was it was meant to be more derogative. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and I mean, I, I get Cedric doesn't understand me, but I'm still like looking at Cedric, and I'm like, keep her here. And then he nods his head and hoots at you and Owl. Oh, nice. He understands English. Oh, okay. But he just, you don't understand Owl, so he can understand what you say to him. You just can't understand what his replies are to you. All right, thank you. And Cop. so then I would like to leave the mayoral estate to try to go find Ari. All right, that wouldn't be too hard to do. Chilling in the arena. <laughs> and that will do us for this episode of Somewhat Play. Listen next week as Jelsira is recovering from shock. And Ari may ask for a favor from his god at Nice request. It should be interesting. Thanks for listening to our genocide for the evening, everybody. Have a <laughs> Bye. great night. Bye. <laughs> genocide. <sighs> Thank you for listening to Somewhat Play, a production of the Outsanity Network. Join us again next week as the story continues. Find us online at www.somewhatplay.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Somewhat Play. Deborah is at Sonia Taki. Rico is at R1C0. Jenna is at Jenna Toll. Daphne is at Dafterthought. And I am Psychedelic M. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends and share it with others. And remember, in real life, you needn't roll for initiative, so just seize it.